Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, February 4th, we look at Lesson 5, Dealing with Debt. Together, let's see what God says about debt and also the plan to get out of it. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. All right, Michael, here we are at Lesson 5 of this quarter, Dealing with Debt. And our memory text is coming from uh, Proverbs 22, verse 7. And this is the New King James Version. The rich rules over the poor, and the borrower is slave to is servant to the lender. I, I know it as slave to the lender. Uh, and we don't want to be servants to the lender. Uh, and so this entire lesson is dealing with trying to avoid debt as much as possible. Absolutely. And and this is very practical, right? I mean, the the scripture and and this theme here with this lesson. Um, dealing with something that is very real and it's a very real challenge. Yeah, no, it it is. And I, I want to give this disclaimer uh, head on. Uh, there's some people out there who are in financial woes and financial troubles. Uh, this quarter or this lesson is not meant to beat you over the head or to make you feel bad about being in not credit card debt or, or being crippled or riddled with debt. What it's doing is trying to give you a way to manage your funds in order to live a life of freedom and a goal kind yeah, of a, exactly. a, something to strive for. Right. Exactly. And, and when you put those goals into God's hands, God blesses those plans. God does not want to see us in peril. Mm. Uh, and so like it. put it in his hands, but also uh, be wise and uh, educate yourself, become full of wisdom and knowledge uh, according mm. to the word of the Lord. And that's what we're here today to share. So, Absolutely. Michael, with us saying that, uh, t- tell us about Sunday's lesson, the debt problems. Yeah. So there, there's, uh, you know, the reasons why people find themselves in debt. And that's what the lesson's talking about um, on Sunday. But the scripture text comes from Deuteronomy 28. Yes. Uh, verses one and two, uh, talking about uh, God's expectations for, for Israel, setting them high above all the nations of the earth and that blessings will come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord. And then it sets some of these kinds of um, ex- expectations, you know, that some of it's a little bit different than what we're used to today because there's a different world back then, right? The ancient Near right. East, um, netting trowel um, in your basket. Not too many of us are 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 are, are needing in the trowel um, and, and earning a living doing that way, although some parts of the world still do that. But uh, that's, that's true. Not, that's not usually or your flocks, although, you know, there's still people that our shepherds and shepherds, things like yeah. that. Uh, but, but that's not your average. Most, most people are going down to the grocery store. Right. And, right. um, but, but the principles there that work hard for what you have, right. Is, is kind of what it's talking about. you work hard, uh, and trust in God, uh, to provide for you, to bless you. Nothing wrong with that. The Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty. So this is nature, right. To send rain on your land in season and bless all the work of your hands and you will lend to many nations, but will borrow from none. And so the idea being that, you know, God's going to provide for you trust. You'll actually have an abundance, a surplus from which you can share with others. And, and that's kind of the um, the principle here. 
is the ideal is to uh, live within your means and hopefully have a little bit extra that then you can bless others or you can share or in this case to to lend to others. And by the way, um, I want to just mention this as well, that, right. that in the Levitical code that ancient Israel, God had boundaries for how much you could lend to others so that there's not yes. use, not if you have that abundance, doesn't give you the chance to put other people into financial hardship or financial woes and and so while it's, and there's also the year of jubilee right exactly every, everyone it's like the the slate is wiped clean absolutely so there's three things why uh it the, the lesson mentions uh people get into financial difficulty uh first is is just um ignorance and and i think ed reed the the principal contributor for this this lesson he's actually put together some very nice materials through the North American Division stewardship, yes. Uh, little shout out to Advent Source, you know. So there, there's some good things for uh, maybe you're a church member, or perhaps you're a pastor, and you're looking for resources. Um, I, and I also know that there's some programs out there that will say, "Hey, absolutely, don't have any debt at all." And um, I, I've listened to some of those too, and agreed. The principle yeah. is avoid debt, but but there are some parts of your life that are just very difficult to avoid. You know, I think of, of students that you know may need some oh, yes. financial help to get through college. It's expensive these days, yep, or yep. maybe buying a house. How many people can just buy a house anymore uh, without having some kind of mortgage, right? So um, I, I don't go to the extreme and say that all debt is evil, but it it should be manageable debt, right? And yeah, so it, and it should not be frivolous debt. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and by the way, you know, I, it, there, there's great resources within the church. Um, and, and this is why when I was at, at uh, Swahoo, uh, some of our students, especially our theology majors, I encourage right. to take some business classes, learn mm-hmm. good business, common sense and personal right. finances. So you, you learn, you know, um, how to make, start making good financial decisions when, when you're young. Um, well, and, Michael. And, yeah, and um, and then secondly, uh, that the, that there can be um, <clears throat> people get in trouble is greed or selfishness. People just extending too far, trying to get too much. Um, uh, and and you know you can you can see this happen on a on a regular basis where yes, yes. people you know um, in, my, in my own life sometimes right like I'm mm-hmm. be honest I mean, right if we're being honest yeah yes. right Oscar? and and just trying to 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 get every last little penny and and most of the people that get fabulously wealthy in the world is at the expense of others of of some of the uh, poorest people in the world and so right. i'm saying if you're rich that then therefore uh but but there does tend to be a correlation right and and on a personal level we need to be careful that we're not being overly selfish there and the third reason is just personal misfortune this is the kind of thing you just can't do anything about you know loved right. one gets cancer and yeah medical medical Insurance doesn't, I mean, that's the number one reason people yeah. go into uh, personal, uh, I mean, just uh, bankruptcy, financial bankruptcy and that kind yeah. of thing. And, and then you're still on the hook, you know, yes, you are, I know where you still got to pay that back, even if you declare bankruptcy, but um, there's things that you just can't control some kind of accident, um, some kind of medical illness, and you can do all that you possibly can to try to prepare and you could have all of that very easily wiped out. And, and so we have to be a little bit humble. If we see someone struggling financially, let's not just assume the worst, you know, it, right. it could be through financial ignorance, but it could be just something that's happened in their lives that you may not even be aware of that yeah. uh, is, is, is a terrible uh, burden that kind of 
set people back. And that's just reality. But the principle is still there in scripture. I know I've gone going quite a bit on this first lesson, but I think it helps establish this that, you know, try to avoid debt, try to live within your means. I think that's there the biblical. Um, well, and that that moves on to Monday's lesson, following godly counsel. Yeah. You know, Michael, this is very straightforward. Matthew chapter six, verse 24 and first John two fifteen. It makes a correlation here. Uh, you've probably heard Matthew 6, 24 before. You can't serve two masters. Uh, you can't serve God and mammon. I just uh, summarized that quickly. But but first John 2, 15, do not love the world or the things <laughs> in the world. Uh, if anyone loves the world, the love of God, uh, the love of the father is not in him. Mm. And it's saying that uh, this correlation here is loving things over God, right? Uh, loving things before people. Uh, right. To be honest, uh, our means and our finances are supposed to be a cause for us doing well for others and not, you know, in the church and out of the church. Uh, we, we see here in Romans where uh, Paul talks about, uh, according to the household of faith, he also talks about a, a Galatians, but also helping those that are not part of the household of faith, uh, being with the uh, widows and the orphans. We see all these different things. And so following godly counsel of not loving the things of the world or growing pride because of them is very wise counsel, along with Psalm 50, 14 and 50, uh, 14 and 15. Mm -hmm. Offer to God thanksgiving and pay your vows to the most high. In verse 15, call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. Uh, so in other words, remember the promise you made unto God and I know, I know it can be controversial because when we're baptized into the Seventh-day Adventist Church, we become members, uh, we take these oaths. But these are so important because they're commonalities of what we agree to as a body okay. of believers. And without uh, accountability, and that, I, I really believe that's where the world church, and I'm not just talking about the Adventist Church, I'm talking about Christianity is losing its foothold. It's because we don't have accountability in each other's lives anymore. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and I, I really don't think we should be policing each other. That's not what I'm getting after. Right. But I right. think subjecting ourselves in humility mm -hmm. and honesty mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. one another saying, if you see me messing up in these areas, you have every right to call me out. Right. And, right. and yeah. returning a faithful tithe and offerings is part of mm -hmm. that, uh, along with, uh, being faithful unto God, uh, doing some act or responsibility of being a part of the body of Christ. And mm. so with all that being said, follow that godly counsel. Remember the, the love that you have for God because he first had it for you. And that's mm. why we follow his counsel, not for the love of things. God is not our genie. God is our God. And so uh, as we remember that, yeah. Michael, tell us how to get out of debt. Tuesday's lesson. It was as easy as you just said. Okay. <laughs> Proverbs 22, verse seven, uh, famous lines, the borrower is slave to the lender, right? So, right. Uh, and that's, that's this kind of principle that, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's a burden. It's a burden. And um, I can think in my personal life when I've owed money, you know, that just stresses and weighs on your mind, you know, and, and, and everything else. And I know, um, uh, the, the just the the freedom it feels when when you can be out of debt and save some money and have some have some savings so in case of an emergency it just is very empowering and so uh, some people may be listening saying oh, I'm I'm feeling that burden <laughs> I'm feeling right. that weight that's on my shoulders and and um, 
the the best thing to do is if if you're at that point uh, where you feel that burden is is make a commitment to God. This is what uh, the uh, Ed Reed is suggesting in this lesson here is saying, hey, I'm not going to get into any further debt than what I am now. So whether you're a student, you know that is, you know, I know you're having to borrow for college, but but live frugally. Don't make sure you're not spending. <laughs> Lots of money on <laughs> fancy clothes or going out to eat all the time. It's very right. easy to incur additional debt that really at the end of the day is not that necessary, right? right. And and just learning think to of live ways, within your means. Live within your means and don't extend that debt. And and basically um start looking for ways to not only live within your means, but maybe even a little bit below that. So that there little go. bit of excess that then you're paying off. On a, on a regular basis. It's really, it's really quite simple. There's, I, I know there's financial strategies that from, from people that, that are much wiser about this than I am, that I've read books and listened to other people. I know there's even podcasts about this, right? So, right. so find some good financial resources um, out there and, and look at ways that you can pay off those debts and you'll find that stress level in your life just goes way down. By the way, I have to throw a little bit of Adventist history in here. Buster. Please do. So um, Ellen White, she talks about this in Adventist history, right? Um, about how the ideal is to avoid debt, right? That we should 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 avoid or skew. That would have been the 19th century term, debt <laughs> as much as possible, and and to to live within our means, right? So we're finding this is a biblical principle, and and we see some consistency. Uh, here in in Ellen White's writings, and she would write to the church leaders, you know, and and not only individuals but also institutions that are educational and health institutions do much better when they are debt free. And she committed the royalties to some of her books, uh, uh, like Christ Objects Lessons uh, for Schools and Ministry of Healing to right. help, uh, re, re, you know, uh, to help. Uh, alleviate the burden of debt on on those institutions so she's right, a big believer right. in that now critics critics will say well wait a minute ellen white when she died she was in a lot of debt so was she a hypocrite <laughs> was she a hypocrite <laughs> was she uh, saying one thing and doing another uh -oh. and then you have to ask yourself well what was the kind of debt that she was in was it because she was going to the mall so to speak um, and and buying lots of things for herself fancy clothes and a new carriage and or a car we would say today right um, and no, not at all. She actually was was very careful to live within her means. And so, where did that debt come from? And 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 that's what's that's the intriguing thing is that a lot well, of sure, Michael, I haven't heard this borrowing. Before. Yeah, with a lot of this money she's borrowing was for um, to help start. There'd be a new school or a piece of property like Loma Linda, and she saw this as a once. Uh, in a lifetime opportunity for the church that it, it you know just could not miss and so uh, she was to use, she was willing to use her personal line of credit and borrow money so that the church and we wouldn't have Loma Linda today if it wasn't for the generosity of Ellen White and her close friend Joseph wow. and others and so I asked people you know I I I know that some people you know, it, it have some debt and stuff like that. And then they're critical of Ellen White. So well, what's the last time you borrowed on your personal credit card to go start a church or a school? <laughs> with your own personal credit to do that, right? <laughs> and suddenly it's like, well, maybe I shouldn't criticize so much. Well, yeah, yeah you know what? I'm going to start to ask people, can you imagine a world without Big Franks? You know, that's Ellen White. That's the kind of yes. person she was. She saw the opportunities for the benefit, the sake of the mission of the church. So, okay, 
I'm I'm there. I'll put a, a credit line forward, uh, borrow money against my own finances to make sure, uh, with the understanding that she would pay those back over time from royalties from her books and stuff right. like that. But um, Loma Linda is the one that st- stands out most notably, although she did it many other times. Yes, uh, to, yes. To for different mission projects of the church, but we wouldn't have Loma Linda today. Um, one of the or actually, frankly, many other um, Adventist educational institutions yes. that she was involved in. Anyways, that's that's a little bit, um, I, you know, basically do what you can do the best you can within reason, within reason to um, to avoid to, to get out of debt uh, as, as reasonably as you can and in honor, you know, ask God to help you. I mean, I right. really believe it's a spiritual thing too. Lord, help me, help me control my spending, help me to be conscientious and and how I got, go about doing that. Well, Wednesday's lesson, um, <laughs> I think this is one of the, the trickiest ones, uh, especially having been a pastor buster, you know, oh. uh, quick get, get rich quick schemes buster. Oh, um, yes. Talk to me. Yeah, so we have we have to be careful. You know this this is actually talking more so uh, here, and I think he's trying mm-hmm. to give heedance to just the ideology behind it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so here he's saying in Proverbs six, uh, one through five, there's this uh, I, idea. I'm reading from the New uh, Living Translation. My mm-hmm. child, if you have put up security for a friend's debt or agreed to guarantee a debt of a stranger, if you have mm-hmm. trapped yourself. By your agreement and are caught by what you said, yeah. follow my advice and save yourself for you have placed yourself at your friend's mercy. Now swallow your pride and beg to have your name erased. Right. And so uh, the lesson brings up a very good uh, uh, saying here, which is if someone from church or close family or friend asks you to co-sign on a loan, uh, share with them the Bible counsels against this. Uh, and I and I'm so glad I I heard this because there's been different people at points in time in my life I trust a hundred percent that I mean if if I hadn't heard this counsel I'd have been like oh sure I trust you it's not about mm-hmm. trust it's about sometimes life happens and those medical things happen and all of a sudden they're not willing they're not able to pay not willing yeah um, and so our our idea here is you know what we're not able to co-sign for you but here hmm. goes a gift that can go towards this endeavor. Right. And, and you know, if they're enough. asking for a thousand dollars, I'm not giving them a thousand dollars. Right. Uh, but maybe, maybe I'll give them a gift of, of, of $30 or $20 and say, sure. don't worry about paying it back. Bless you in your endeavors, but I can't either invest in your new idea <laughs> or I can't uh, co-sign this loan for you. Right. In good right. consciousness. Yeah. Uh, and so just remember that, keep that in mind. And mm-hmm. if it's a quick get rich, quick scheme, yeah, bring it before the Lord and ask, ask spiritual people that are also mm-hmm. business minded and ask them, do you think this is a good idea? And yeah. we'll oftentimes share with you. No, <laughs> if it sounds right. too good to be true, it usually is. Yeah, I was just thinking the exact same thing. If, if you know, too oftentimes the the desire, and that I think that appeals to our sense of greed, right? You know, and if we if we only had and, and just put in with this opportunity, then it'd solve all our financial woes. And it's kind of like <laughs> the, we just could could win the lottery kind of thing, right? And there I'm we go. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, if you if you could, then then suddenly I would have everything that I want and need, and my life would be suddenly so much simpler. By the way, a lot of people know that there. I mean, research shows that people that have lots of money are are not necessarily happier either. So that no. 
it's not a no they they really you know, are not. I mean there's there's sort of a, a balance or a threshold between all and, of that but um and I I will say this they they can be it's mm -hmm. just that usually the ones who thought that money would make them happy mm -hmm. uh more likely than not they realize that it will not and wow. it, it was actually actuated with here proverbs mm -hmm. 28 verse 20 a faithful yeah. man will abound with blessings but mm -hmm. he who hastens to be rich will not go unpunished right and so yeah. someone who is yeah. trying to get rich quick and 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 going after it and climbing over people and hurting people and robbing people and stealing from people in order to get rich mm -hmm. They're not yeah. going to be blessed and they're not going to be happy. But the yeah. person who's faithful and receives blessings, their heart is oftentimes in the right place. And that's where God is asking us to be. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Put it on your treasure sure. and God and also in the love for what God has love for his people. Yeah. Hey, to throw a little more Adventist history in here, I was reading through the testimonies for the church and I was reading a couple of different examples. And then I had this aha moment that, wait a minute, this is a pyramid or a Ponzi scheme here. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was going on. Uh, one of them was uh, over uh, patents, you know, these these patent rights and right. people were going around saying, hey, I have this patent. If you give me some money, you can be kind of in on this. And, and it was notorious, notorious uh, for uh, being ways that people were, were just basically taken off with people's money. And Ellen White's writing, hey, don't don't get into these patent rights schemes. Well, and of course, some people are like, well, then you should never patent anything that you create yourself. Well, no, 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 no. You have to that's understand right. what's that's going on is people are going around and they're basically taking advantage of people. That That's the context. And the same thing with life insurance in the 19th century. Ellen White doesn't talk a lot about it, but a few times she does. She's kind of down on life insurance. So she's saying you should never have life insurance buster, right? <laughs> well, again, historical context, people were coming through selling life insurance policies that they knew they would never honor. Yeah, right? that they can't so, guarantee. And so they were, you know, it's just totally taking advantage of people and totally in an unregulated, you know, different time. It's a and, different time. Yes. And now there are and, regulations on on those things. And so. Absolutely. And if you're a church employee, you're supposed to have life insurance, right? Because, yes. you know, um, and I think it's a very responsible thing to do. But but yeah, if, if you're paying in lots of money for a life insurance premium and yeah, even though it's just a Ponzi scheme or someone has just taken your money, um, you'd be pretty upset about it too. And so Ellen White had, was a very practical, common sense kind of person. Anyways, uh, Ponzi schemes are nothing new uh, to the gullibility of human nature. Yeah, I love that, Michael. So tell us Thursday's lesson, term limits and borrowing points. Hmm. Absolutely. Deuteronomy 15 verses one through five. And um, very simple. We've already actually talked about this, but it talks about how um, not taking um, uh, advantage of your fellow Israelites. Right. And so every seven years counseling debts and stuff like that, because the idea, the principle is, is as fellow believers, we shouldn't be taking advantage of each other. And this comes back to Ponzi schemes. Right. I, I've, I've actually had church members tell me years ago long time ago, far away, but years ago and said, well, I pay tithes. So you owe it to me, pastor, to buy whatever Ponzi scheme product that that they're trying to sell in the church. And and it, it actually kind of hurt a little bit because I, I think that's a problem because they're viewing me as a fellow church member or as their pastor, as someone that they can financially uh, benefit from uh, instead of actually helping one another out. Right. So right. I'm, I'm, they see dollar bills when they're looking at me. 
And and I, I think that's the same principle that's here is is we're not here to take advantage of one another within the body of Christ. We are here to really Should try to help be. another out. There, there might be someone that is in financial difficulty, and maybe that is giving that whatever we can afford to give to help somebody. Uh, but it also can be um, it also very much can be the same thing in terms of uh, making sure that uh, someone maybe isn't in, in trouble and right. recognize, hey, maybe as an individual or as a group or as a church, maybe there's a little bit extra something that we can do to help them kind of get back on their feet again. And and that's why whether it's the local church or ADRA, um, it, that that's part of the body, being a part of the body of Christ is looking out for the welfare of others and putting their interests before our own. You know, real quick, Michael, there's a, a church that I pastored and they had such a great plan for this. Anybody mm-hmm. who put in who needed help the first time, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. got it without question up to, I think it was a certain amount, up to $150. Sure. If they come yeah. back a second time, the person yeah. has to agree to sit through a financial budget like lesson. And oh, we had we had three people that are very financially savvy that are willing mm-hmm. to carry them through that lesson. And I sat in with them and it was very good. And and for the most part, it was very well received. Some people mm-hmm. who didn't know how understand how to budget. They had never mm-hmm. been taught mm-hmm. and uh, they were able to set them up. And so it's, it's it's a beautiful thing when the church body can really help each other out more than just giving finances, but giving knowledge and wisdom as well. Yeah. You know, and, and another thing I, I found is is that most people want to help out, but how to help out responsibly, right? And yes. so I know at our church, we would have people coming all the time. Pretty soon figured out that one person would come through town and they'd stop at every church in town and hoping everybody would give oh. them a handout. And oh, Michael, you just yeah. gave me PTSD when it comes to that. Oh my, yeah. <laughs> all of us pastors in the community finally got together and said, okay, we're going to all work on the same team, on the same page. Um, and we're going to actually verify that a person has genuine financial need yes. if they're not a church member in yes. our congregation they're just kind of passing through and we actually partnered with our local police department and that ended up being <laughs> a great thing so then I all the it. churches pitched in yes a collective pool and then the need was verified by the the police department and and we offered some financial seminars too for the community and it actually became a great co- connecting point to try yes. to say hey we're here to help we're not here to be your bailout, but uh, but we do want to let you know that we we care if if my, there's some real legitimate need, right? My favorite story in this, Michael, just real quick, this lady who called and I found out later that she was calling all the churches, but I felt so bad. She yeah. showed up to the church. She actually had little children, had a husband, and mm-hmm. they can have a place to stay. So someone worked at a hotel and gave them a free night. They end up putting mm-hmm. cigarette buttholes into the, to the sheets, right? So felt really bad about that. But, you know, they called and they said, you know, we don't have anything to eat. My family mm-hmm. and I, we reached into our pocket and we bought them food this one time. The second time they called and, you know, I said, you know, what? I'm going to go to the grocery store and pick you guys up some some things. Uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. just like, no, my doctor told me I need pizza because I have cancer. <laughs> it is just then. I was like, really okay, pizza, exactly. you got me the first time, the second time. All right. <laughs> right. So, be be uh be very wise and 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 take things in stride, but also take a laugh and be willing yeah. to help, but also be wise mm-hmm. to not be taken advantage of. 
So it sounds like there's kind of a balance between the different extremes. On on the one hand, we don't want to be selfish and hoarding and greedy and, right. and that can cause financial problems. And on the other hand, um, you know, there's there's people with genuine needs and we don't want to look the other way and miss out on those opportunities, but neither do we want to be foolish and and contribute to um, you know, maybe actually not really helping or rather maybe the better way to put it is enabling. There you go. I love I love that word. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Michael, I I think that that pretty much summarizes the entire lesson. Uh, I feel like we're having memories of of our pastoral experiences, Buster, but in the end, ultimately some really good memories. Well, I think that puts a wrap for this week. So thanks for joining us with the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast. And uh, join us again each week as we dive a little bit deeper into the Sabbath School lesson. This is uh, Soups. And Swoops. Signing Signing out. out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.